It's not like anything they compare it to. The Summer Moon. Welcome to Guided Meditation 5, Mental Noting. Find your meditation posture, close your eyes, and let's get started. Start by relaxing, settling into the body, and seeing what you feel in the body, seeing what sensations are at the fore today. There are bound to be some bigger, grosser, more obvious sensations that are easier to feel. For example, the contact between your body and the chair or the cushion will be easier to feel. Any sensations associated with any movement you're making, like the body moving as it breathes, for example, will be easier to notice. But then there are subtle sensations as well. Sensations that are easier to notice when the mind quiets. So to start to tune into those a little more easily, try and be as still as you can in the body. The mind and body are connected, as you've probably heard before, as you've probably experienced before. And if you get one still, the other tends to follow suit. So obviously if you have to move, move. But as much as you can, be still for this 20 minutes. And just rest with what's going on right now. So you can start mentally noting in the way that we did in meditation three with our three words, in, out, and thinking. And you can use other words instead of in and out for the breath, but use these words, these soft mental notes to stay with the breath and to see thinking as thinking as we start building mindfulness once again today. Your experience will be so much more than just these three words, but these three words, in and out, with the breath, thinking when we notice we're thinking, can keep the mind engaged to the point that we develop enough concentration to see what all else is going on. Among the many things that might be going on other than breathing in, breathing out, and thinking are the senses, the sense doors. So you probably aren't smelling or tasting too much. You might see a little something on the back of your eyelids. You definitely might hear stuff. And you definitely will feel sensations. And then there are thoughts, which we addressed heavily in Meditation 3, coming up with the label thinking. Coming up with more specific labels, if there are more specific thoughts that are coming back over and over again. 
But now we're going to expand our vocabulary and mental noting to include every sense. So when you hear a sound, you can mentally note hearing. When you feel a sensation, mentally note feeling, etc. Find your own balance with this so you don't want your mind ping-ponging around between every label you can possibly think of, and the breath can be your guide to keep you on track, so we're still noting in, out, but we just have more words now to label anything that pulls us away from the breath. Hearing, thinking, planning, analyzing, feeling, smelling. Note whatever is your direct experience always coming back to the simple notes in, out, or whatever notes you use for the breath. Stick with this. Mental noting can be clunky at first, especially when we open up the full range of mental noting. But just keep going and remember that it's a tool. So hold it loosely. Don't stress too much about getting the right mental notes. Always return back to the breath. And above all else, always return back to what's going on right now, right here, this. Can you distinguish between all these sense inputs? And specifically, can you distinguish between a mental sensation and a physical sensation in the body? Often, our mental perception of a sensation includes much more than just the sensation itself. So if there's an unpleasant sensation, we feel it's unpleasant, and then the mind spins up this whole story about how it's unpleasant and the suffering of it, the unpleasantness of it, is greatly amplified by this mental noise. Whereas if we just felt the physical sensation itself, noting feeling, feeling it for what it is, it might be an entirely different thing. So distinguishing between mind and body in traditional Theravadan Buddhism is the first stage of insight, a fundamental first step in the right direction towards seeing clearly. So using mental noting, see as clearly as you can. See whatever comes up, and when in doubt, when there's nothing drawing your attention, always go back to the breath. In, out.
It's not like anything they compare it to. The Summer Moon This haiku by Matsuo Basho speaks to the fact that a raw, direct experience, like seeing the summer moon, can never be encapsulated by comparisons, or by words, or by labels. So use mental noting, but hold mental noting loosely. Mental noting is just another tool. Much like counting the breaths, it can help keep the mind engaged. But there isn't an objective right mental note, and you don't need to stress or overanalyze about the mental notes you're using. How fast you note or how long you stay with something when you note it is just an individual choice. And when in doubt, you can always use the breath as your guide. You can get curious about how the attention moves from object to object. You always have the breath as an anchor to return back to. But see if you notice a causality in this movement of attention between all the things that could draw the attention. Does a certain thought lead you to a certain sensation? Or does a certain sensation lead you down a certain pattern of thought? Or does a mood, perhaps, bring you to an emotion? So if one of those comes up, you can note sadness, boredom, excitement, melancholy, confusion. Note whatever matches your experience, but remember that above all, you're being with experience first and with the mental notes as a soft support in the background. So use mental noting to label whatever comes up, but be with what comes up at a level deeper than just the words. Feel this present moment and your experience in it, and all the dimensionality to that, all the changing sensations, the flow from one sense input to another, the flow of the breath, this breath. No matter how attention moves between the sense inputs, no sense input, no object of observation is a problem. Remember, if it's in the way, it is the way. We can meet whatever comes up in meditation with equanimity, accepting it without craving, without aversion, just letting it be as it is, knowing that if it's in the way, it is the way, and being here for whatever is here, right now, 
presenting itself as the way. Whatever is presenting itself to you now in this present moment, you might ask the question, is this me? Is this sensation me? Is this thought me? This questioning technique is called self-inquiry, and we're not going to do self-inquiry here formally, but it's a very powerful technique that I do want to mention to you, and that you should feel free to drop into your practice if there's a sensation, you might ask, felt by who? Or a sound, heard by who? Who am I? When we inquire, we find that nothing we observe actually is us. We identify as the observer the thinker of thoughts, the feeler of feelings. So how could those feelings or thoughts be us? And this points to a quality of no self that is core to traditional Theravada Buddhism alongside impermanence and dukkha, or unsatisfactoriness. And these are three qualities that we can try and see in everything we observe in meditation. Is it permanent? Is it me? Is it ultimately satisfying? No need to inquire or to ask these questions if it doesn't feel natural to you, if it doesn't feel like a supportive way for you to practice. They're just ways of seeing into the true nature of whatever we observe in meditation. But as always, the most fundamental, most important way of doing that is just to be with it. So mentally note, keeping your mind with whatever's happening, but be with whatever's happening, feeling it, and letting it be. If you're noticing a lot of imbalance in the mind, if the attention's all over the place, mental noting just feels like too much and is overwhelming, you can always go back to a more basic concentration practice or a more basic use of mental noting. 
as we progress in meditation and in this series, you'll make more and more of your own decisions about how to practice. We're not quite there. There's still a lot of guidance, don't worry. But you can make some judgment calls, returning back to basic concentration if that's what's most skillful for you. We have just a few minutes left in this meditation, so do make your own decision about how you will make the best use of that time, how you'll practice, how you'll note, and if mental noting is helping the mind stay with everything that comes up, great. If you want to return to a basic concentration practice, that's cool too. Trust yourself, trust your gut, and also see how you're relating to guidance in these meditations, or lack thereof. Do you really like hearing my voice and look forward to it? Do you want the guidance? Is it annoying? In addition to noticing whatever comes up in meditation, we can notice how our mind relates to what comes up. So keep noticing that, keep practicing well, and I will let you know when we're wrapping up. As our meditation today comes to a close, reconnect with your body and reconnect to where you are in space and time, sitting in this room, knowing that you're sitting. And when you're ready, open your eyes and end the meditation.
So that was a lot I threw at you. A lot of technique, a lot of mental noting. Mental noting is different for everyone, so don't make too much of how it was for you. Tomorrow we're going to switch things up as far as the primary object of our attention. And as we go forward, we'll make more and more choices. We'll try more and more different techniques. We'll do some nonverbal practice because that does connect with some people better than the verbal mental noting. If you're one of those people for whom mental noting was difficult, it was hard to stay with, A, remember that it's slow and clunky when it starts out. So be patient with it and don't give up on it as a part of your skill set. But B, also don't worry if it turns out it's best for you to practice without mental noting. A downside of using mental noting is that it grounds us in language, and language is fundamentally based on duality, which is the opposite of what we're looking into when we meditate or when we do any practice oriented toward non-duality. So language is this elaborate symbolic system of opposites and of taking infinitely dimensional reality and condensing it into a box, into a word. But suffice to say that any time I use a word, I have an understanding of that word. You have your own understanding of that word based on your own experiences and your own associations. And because we're all different, all of our understandings are going to be slightly different. So I can say to you that I am looking at a red book right now, which I am, but that doesn't actually tell you that much information. You might picture a bright red book, but it's actually a maroon kind of dull red book. And between all the people listening to this meditation, all the people in the world, there are hundreds of possible interpretations of even that simple of a sentence, I'm looking at a red book. When we expand that to the full discourse of humanity and how we try to communicate and how I try to give you instructions and how we go back and forth with these very crude, imperfect tools that are words, it's no wonder we don't always get along. It's no wonder we misunderstand each other. It's no wonder we disagree. And if we really could drill down and communicate clearly and openly, I think the only thing we really should disagree on is definitions. And that we certainly do. So in practices like mental noting, be sure to customize and personalize the practice to do what suits you the best and to work skillfully with your mind and your experience of meditation. Mental noting is useful. Words are cool, but infinitely dimensional reality and experience, in my humble opinion, are cooler. There's much more to them. And no matter what technique or support for the mind we're using, we're always first and foremost being with that, being with experience, being here right now with this. So here on Earth, right now today, this is the winter solstice. Happy December 21st, 2020. Today might be an interesting day. I am in a lot of spiritual communities and people who talk about astrology. And boy, is there a lot of buzz about this astrological event today. Saturn and Jupiter crossing paths, having a conjunction. Apparently, it's going to look really cool in the sky. They're calling it a Christmas star. Uh, <laughs> total speculation, but perhaps uh, something like this is what the three wise men saw when they decided to go to Bethlehem. And then when you get into the astrological side of today, there is so much in the way of concepts, words, <laughs> speaking of tricky words that we all understand differently, 
people are talking new earth, people are talking age of Aquarius, people are talking light and love and peace and 5D and crazy stuff. And I don't make too much of it, I don't make too much of any words or concepts or beliefs, but because all of this is going on, there are going to be a lot of group meditations today across the world. And I do believe in the power of group meditation. So yesterday during our metta practice, I mentioned that everyone practicing metta cultivated a group metta together. And something like this happens anytime there's a group meditation, whether we're all seeing each other's faces in person or whether we just feel the connection to everyone doing the meditation alongside us. Everyone in this guided meditation series doing these meditations together at the same time. It's very powerful, and even though sometimes Buddhists might sound like life-negating nihilists, they did highly value this quality of community meditating together, and they called it Sangha. So we have a nice little Sangha going with all of us practicing here together in this guided meditation series. But if you want to take group meditation to the next level, to a much greater level, a cool level today on December 21st, there's going to be a worldwide mass meditation. It's at 6.22 p.m. UTC, which is Universal Time Coordinated. In the United States, that's going to be 10.22 a.m. Pacific Time, 1.22 p.m. Eastern. So I'm going to be meditating at this time. If you want to join, you definitely have the skills to. You're almost halfway through this meditation series. You've learned some skills. You know how to practice. So if you're interested, come on and join this worldwide meditation. May you continue to grow in your meditation practice using whatever skills are helpful and supportive for you, like mental noting. And may you also remember that notes, labels, words, concepts, beliefs are just that. They point to reality, but they can never compare to infinitely dimensional reality. It's not like anything they compare it to. The Summer Moon <laughs>